The Chicago Bulls come into tonight's game against the Detroit Pistons, facing a team that is missing a nice chunk of players, whether it be due to suspension or injury. Now, the Chicago Bulls do have plenty of injuries on their own, even though it looks like Alex Caruso may be ready to make his return from concussion protocol. Also, DeMar DeRozan is quietly, him and Zach have quietly put together one of their best months as a duo when you look at the statistical output that both players have had. Kobe White's future with the Chicago Bulls also now has even more questions around it than what it did before. And then lastly, ESPN flexes out of a, airing a Chicago Bulls versus the Philadelphia 76ers game. We'll talk about all these topics and more on today's Chicago Bulls You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, the frustrating Chicago Bulls, right, only because of their level of play going up and down per the opponent, face the Detroit Pistons tonight. Now, the Detroit Pistons, they're going to be missing Killian Hayes and Diallo after they get suspended due to a fight during a game. Isaiah Livers, Kay Cunningham, and also Marvin Bagley are all listed as being out or day-to-day with injury. And so, the Chicago Bulls, and a team that we have questioned them and their level of play, being able to keep up the consistent level of play needed night in and night out, face a team that is the bottom team in the Eastern Conference, still has some weapons and some players that could absolutely go off if the Chicago Bulls do not come in with a defensive mindset and a, a mindset of just exterminating a team that they should be able to do pretty easily. But not everything goes as it should go. In the NBA, as we all know, you can lose to any team any given night, especially if you're not focused. So the Chicago Bulls need to find a way, and this is something that we've continually talked about, but it's not going to go away until we actually see it from the Chicago Bulls. They need to play with the level of heart, execution, and focus that they did against the Milwaukee Bucks, that they've done against Boston, that they've done against Miami, that they've done against Brooklyn. They need to find a way to keep up that level of play night in and night out. And with the Cleveland Cavaliers being on the back end of this uh, of this um, back-to-back games that we that we play in the next couple of days, the one thing that I don't or hope that the Chicago Bulls don't come into this game doing is overlooking an opponent that should be a win for the Chicago Bulls as they are trying to put together probably their best stretch of the season right now, being four and one in their last five, and they have tough comp- competition coming up with. Two games and a home-and-home against the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up after that. And the schedule doesn't really get any lighter for the Chicago Bulls after that. We're starting to hit that area that I said, this is where the Chicago Bulls can truly make or break their season. But it starts, let me not say it starts with Detroit. But if this team can find a way to find in and dig in that consistent level of effort that we've been needing and deserving to see from this team, the Detroit Pistons, albeit could be a tough matchup, but shouldn't be. A, a big test for the Chicago Bulls team, um, even though we still have Derrick Jones Jr., who is listed out ourselves. Javante Green's listed as day-to-day. Patrick Williams, who got a surprising, uh, you know, not I wouldn't call it an injury, but he looks like he got a contusion um, uh, when he's guarding Giannis. He's listed as day-to-day. Kobe White still listed as day-to-day. As, you know, he works out that leg injury. It's a knee injury is what it's listed as. Alex Caruso looks ready to come back as he's now out of concussion protocol and could very well make his return tonight. But the Chicago Bulls have, 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 have to lock the hell in. You cannot overlook an opponent. The Chicago Bulls have not been a team that has been deserving of overlooking any opponent. And they got to do it again against the Detroit Pistons tonight. Now, 
uh, the rivalry, all those things playing into it. But at the end of the day, it's just this. The Bulls have to keep the, uh, the level of energy that they've keep the same energy. Isn't that what the young people say? Keep that same energy. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls need to do that and fight like they realize that their season is on the line every single game. The Bulls now are a would be a play-in team if things were to start, but they can easily find themselves looking outside of that again if they don't continue that level of play. Like, at the end of the day, it's just, yeah, the Bulls have a lot of players listed as being day-to-day, questionable, whatever it is, with Javante, Patrick Williams, and those players are key to what, to what this team does in a lot of different ways. At the end of the day, we still know who's not listed on the injury report. Nikola Vucevic is not listed on the injury report. DeMar DeRozan is not listed on the injury report. Zach Levine is not listed on the injury report. As long as those three players are out there, we have to maintain a level of consistent play and energy. And if we can't do that, it doesn't matter if we're in the, technically in the play-in right now or not. All that doesn't matter. All that is for not. If the Chicago Bulls can't find a way to lock in and keep up the level of, of energy that we need from this team, I would love nothing more than to see Tony Bradley and Dalen Terry check into this game halfway through the third quarter because the, the Bulls have this game so far underhand that, that they couldn't lose it. And that's what we need to see against, well, that's what we need to see the Chicago Bulls team be able to do when they face opponents like the Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons' worst record in the Eastern Conference. They're 9-28 and on the season so far. The last time a 9-win team came in to face Chicago, we walked out with the loss. So this team has to dig in. We have to continue the level of play and the hardened determination that we've seen from this team, especially on our home court. Now, with that being said, the Chicago Bulls have been improving. As I said, they're 4-1 in their last five as they try to just continue to put something together. As I've been saying, right, I needed to see a continued win streak from this team, not meaning that every win has to come off back to back to back, but we do need to have a stretch in which we win eight of our last 10, seven of our last 10. Can we take that? Then we can, can we get to like 10 out of our last 15? Can we get to then 20 out of our last 28? Something like that. We need to see that from the Chicago Bulls for us to turn the season around. And DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine have quietly, as the, as the 1A and 1B on this team, putting together really good months of December. DeMar DeRozan so far, 26.8 points, 6.6 rebounds, 5.5 assists on 50% shooting and 89% from free throw range. And we know DeMar gets to the line a hell of a lot, so that's important to see. Zach Levine also in this month of December, 23 points per game, 4.4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal per game, and he got his turnovers down to 2 turnovers per game. He's done all that also on 50% shooting, 41% shooting from the 3-point range, uh, uh, 79% from free throw range. We need that free throw range to definitely go up. But Zach Levine is showing the flashes of being back to that 50, 40, 90 player that we've seen from him at stages. Like, yeah, we want the output to be a little bit more. We would like the points per games to be more up towards that 25, 26 area. And if that gets, if we can get Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan on efficient shooting in those areas, the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bulls. But we all knew that coming into the season, what the highs of the highs could be for the Chicago Bulls team. We just haven't seen that consistently enough to be able to rest in the fact, or, or yeah, rest in the idea that, that we're going to get that consistently from these guys. But things are starting to shape up. Things are starting to point in the right direction for the Chicago Bulls. And it is sometimes hard to, to remember or easy to forget, whatever way you want to look at it, is that this season is still less than halfway through. Now we're approaching the halfway mark. We're going to be there sooner rather than later. But there's still a lot of games left to be played. And if this team has truly unlocked something and woken up, again, 
We have to see that before we're ready to just say for sure that's what it is for this team. But if they have gotten to that, or if this team has gotten tired of being frustrating, right? If this team has gotten tired of losing games they should win, if this team has gotten tired of underperforming, we should be seeing a much better second half of this season for the Chicago Bulls, and we could very well be shaped in, shaped up to see that. But they have to show it to us. And it has to start with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic as well. Vooch doesn't, Vooch doesn't get abstained from this himself either. So we need to see that from Nikola Vucevic as well. And these three players, as the, even though I call them the Schmedium three, <laughs> even with that being said, we have to see th- these players step up in a major way. And since we're talking about the three players on this team, let's also talk about the December that Nikola Vucevic has had. 18 points per game from Nikola Vucevic, 8.9 rebounds per game. We definitely need that to uptick. Three assists per game from Nikola Vucevic, a little under a block per game, a steal per game, and one turnover, one and a half turnovers per game. He's done that himself on 50% shooting, 40% shooting from three-point range, and 84% shooting from free throw range. All of our big three shooting and scoring efficiently, even though some Bulls fans would have you believe that they're not. This has been one of the most efficient months that we've seen from those three players all having efficient months at the same time. Now, the wins haven't haven't been what we want it to be in saying that they've been playing more efficiently. That's where you need to be supported by your teammates. That's where the coaching comes in a lot of that times as well, but it has to start with them. And if they can make this, yeah, there's going to be times, there even be months where one of them's down or not, but we need these three players to lock in and to kind of lead the way as we go forth and hope that we're going to improve this season for the Chicago Bulls. Now, you know, I say all that. Let me know how you guys feel about all that down below. Um, What do you think this game is going to be? What are some of the things you're looking out for as the Bulls face the Pistons tonight? But I also want to talk to you guys about some other topics. These are topics outside of the game tonight. And one of the topics that I want to talk to you guys is Kobe White. And Kobe White's season, while the statistical output has been much less than what we've seen from Kobe White, in other seasons, right? And Kobe White's kind of been the marked man by Bulls fans for well over a year now on the player that they think should, would, and could be moved. Now, Kobe White, again, the offense is kind of what the offense has been. He's averaging his lowest points per game of his NBA career, right now averaging only eight points per game, but he's doing so on 40% shooting, 34% shooting from three-point range, all Towards the bottom, low, he, he's averaging the lowest field goal shooting percentage. Of- Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Of his career and the lowest three-point shooting percentage of his career. But why, if you watch the games, and this is why box score only means so much, even though Kobe White statistically is having one of his worst seasons, why does it feel like this is the best version of Kobe White that we've seen for years? His playmaking, 
better. His passing, better. His defense, better. And I've been saying for a while that Kobe White has slowly rounded himself out into a solid bench player. Yeah, he's come, he's far off from the player that we thought we were getting when we drafted Kobe White at the seventh overall pick. He's far cry from the player that we wanted and in, in when he came into this team as far as offensively, nothing else, people wanted to see Kobe White be one of those players that could go the hell off offensively. But I'll tell you what, this, like I said before, this is why statistics don't mean everything when you look at box score stats. Because Kobe White is having his best season, I think, as an NBA player. And yeah, people, some people value scoring more than anything else in the league. But I, the way I look at it is this, as a bench player, as a bench player in this league on a team that has three, four, sometimes even five scoring options that come before you even when you're on the court, Kobe White is rounding out to a decent bench player. And the question that remains is what is Kobe White's future? And if it's not his future, what is his trade value? And while I do think that Kobe White could be a good trade chip, to me, with the, with the improved play that Kobe White has shown and the fact that the matter is, is that we know Kobe can be a microwave off the bench. I'm more keen, in my opinion, to say, let's see what we have in Kobe. He hasn't had the season to mean to where I think he's going to get a super big offer from any other team, even in restricted free agency. Now, that could change based on how he finishes the season. As we've talked about, with the team improving and the improved play as a team overall, we could see Kobe White improve his play maybe even that scoring output be more towards that 12 points per game I think a good 12 to 13 points per game from Kobe White off the bench is ideal with the way that he's playing now but the future of Kobe White what is his future on this team for many uh, like I said a lot of people have had him pegged as the trade tip to go out for the longest and me personally and I know some Bulls fans are as well I'm tired of seeing us trade away or send off young players that end up figuring it out on other teams. And when you look at Kobe White, a player that turned 22, he's going to be turning 23 at the beginning of February, towards the mid of February. He's still a player that has, especially now more than ever, I think, has flashed that he still has a lot of potential and room for growth. Because the shot is the thing that you almost would bet would come back for Kobe, right? The scoring is the thing that you would bet will come back with him improving every other aspect of his game. He, he, very well, the shooting could be the thing that comes back around. So, you know, I, I, I understand it, and I've been very vocal as well. I've been one of the biggest people saying if they do re-sign Kobe and Io, the Bulls would be spending almost $90 million in guards. And that is a tall order for any team, especially a team that isn't a championship-level team. Hell, do we even know this team is even... I can even get out the first round of the playoffs. And this year, they may be fighting to get out of the play-in. So while the, the, the prospect of trading Kobe White, it does bring its merits as well. This is not one of those times where I'm saying people are crazy for saying the Bulls should trade Kobe White. Maybe they could take advantage of his improved game. And maybe there are other teams in the league that think like I do that, hey, this is a guy that's improved every aspect of his game. And we still think that that scoring part is going to come along. Maybe he's worth it. Maybe he's worth the move. But to me, in a team that has given up so many of their home, well, talent that should have been homegrown talent they did, that they drafted, they gave, they gave it up. I would like to see Kobe White stay, and I do think that Kobe White could have a future in Chicago. I'm not willing to bet right now that it's going to be a guaranteed thing, but I do think that if Kobe White ends this season with the Chicago Bulls and continues his play, yes, he's out with injury right now, but if he continues this two-way play we've seen from Kobe, and as well, even though Kobe's Points per game output is low. Kobe has hit some majorly big shots for the Chicago Bulls in, in clutch time that we haven't really seen for him in a while. 
I'm starting to lean towards Kobe White needs to stay on this team. And yeah, this is coming from a guy whose first, first video to technically blow up on this channel was me saying the Bulls would have been crazy to trade Kobe White last season. So, I mean, we'll see what the future holds for Kobe White, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have when you look at just the way that he's improved in areas of the game, almost every area of his game um, this season and has turned himself into being one of the most important bench pieces for the Chicago Bulls this season. Not only, like I said, growing his defense, not only growing the playmaking, but Kobe White has also quietly hit some very big shots in clutch time for the Chicago Bulls, big three-pointers that were needed. Now, that's not to say he still doesn't improve. He still doesn't have areas that he needs to improve. But when you look at the Bulls and what they could do in free agency, when you look at how even Javante Green's future may in a way be tied to Kobe White, Javante Green, a player who is 29 years old, is heading into unrestricted free agency for their first time. And no, they do not play the same position, but very much like the Bulls ended up bringing Derrick Jones Jr. back. Now, Derrick Jones Jr. is a much older player and, and had a bigger contract. But you, you look at that and you have to at least give some merit to say that if Javante does leave, because Javante definitely would be smart to chase the money, and I don't know if the Bulls are going to be willing to pay Javante Green what he could get out in the open market, and I've said it before, there could absolutely be teams that look to give Javante their full mid-level exception if they think that Javante is just that bench piece, that energy piece, that defensive piece that can really send them over the top. You got to think that Kobe White future could still be here in Chicago. And like I said, this is not to combat or say that people are wrong for the people who think that Kobe could, would, or should be moved because that's still a very realistic possibility. But at least, like I've said before, is that for the Bulls to get back the piece that a lot of us want, and that's a major piece that really fills out this team, Javante could be on the move, Alex Caruso could be one of those players, and Kobe White could end up being the player that ends up sticking around. And I wouldn't necessarily hate that. Again, not saying that I'm for sure fire saying that Kobe White needs to stay. I'm just saying that if you don't get a considerable piece back in the, for the Chicago Bulls and a piece that is only a one-year rental or, God forbid, a two-year and then goes away, we could very well be looking at Kobe White as another player that, hey, it would have been nice for us to have that here on this team. And bench scoring and is always going to be um, something that every NBA team needs in a lot of ways. But the fact that Kobe, a lot of the things that I even, I even had issue with Kobe White doing that I took that like not the, the, not playing the defense to getting the blown up off the ball those type of things those things are all slowly completely going away for Kobe and he's turning those things not only not being deficits but it strengths for him Kobe White has made some key defensive plays for the Chicago Bulls team this season and so I just thought it would be something to talk about and something like to get your guys feelings on or where the Bulls nation right now sits with Kobe White because at least for me. I'm looking at it and saying this very well may have turned around for a player like Kobe White, a player that I didn't necessarily always see the future for him on this team, even though I did think the Bulls would be crazy to give up on his potential, especially last season. But he's turning into a heck of a bench piece, and I do think that Kobe White's future very well may still be here in Chicago. And I know some people think that, like, me and Pat the designer kind of disagree on this, is that Kobe White could be one of those players that he thinks that Kobe could be one of those players that gets a $15 million type offer. And I don't necessarily think that that's what Kobe White's going to do. When you look at the injury, when you look at, like I said, the fact that his shooting splits are all down and the other aspects of his game, have, have even though they've rounded out, but it could also be, Kobe could be that trade chip that a lot of Bulls fans see because there could be, all it takes is one team to look at the improvement that Kobe White has and like me says, that offensive game, that's going to come back. We can bet on that coming back. If this defense and playmaking are, are here to stay, 
the offense can come along for sure for Kobe White. So we'll see. I just, like I said, thought it was something interesting to talk about, to sit there and have that conversation about Kobe. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. Now, before we end the show, just one last topic. This isn't a major one. ESPN has flexed out of airing the Bulls versus 76ers game that was supposed to go down January 6th. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, it makes sense. They're flexing out of that to actually air the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Brooklyn Nets, which if you're not subscribed to NBA Central, definitely go and do so. It's probably not up by the time this video is up, but today I will have a video up on the Brooklyn Nets and how they've turned their season around defensively and offensively and have now made themselves one of the best teams in the NBA. But again, shameless plug aside, the Pelicans and the Nets, which are both teams towards the top in their respective conferences, it just makes more sense to air that game nationally than the Philadelphia 76ers versus Chicago Bulls, two teams that are both kind of having disappointing seasons per their fan base and per expectations. Bulls fans are highly disappointed in, in the Bulls season, as they should be. Philadelphia 76ers right now, even though they're 20 and 13 on the season, which is a record we'd love to have, have not had the the impact or the level of play that many people predicted them to have when you have a player that's a perennial MVP candidate in Joel Embiid. So it kind of just makes sense. Plus, you get the storylines of the revival of Zion Williamson and how just his addition to that team has really made them a championship team, but or a potential championship level team. We'll see if it actually sticks throughout the rest of the season. But I did want to mention that because it is Chicago Bulls news, and you know we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. But that's it for me for today. You guys can let me know your thoughts on everything down below, or if you're listening to the podcast side, I'll tell you how to get those thoughts in. But make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys, and it's game day. So I'll see you guys later on today. But like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.